Hi, I'm Linda. And I'm Craig. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. It's episode 242, and today we've got a special interview for you. Yeah, well, it's going to be really good. It is indeed. But we are running off to Madrid tomorrow, and it's quarter to one, and that whole packing thing just hasn't quite got itself together yet. Yeah, it's the middle of the night, we're getting up early. So what we thought we'd do is put this podcast up, because we have no idea if we're going to have any internet access in the next week or so. <laughs> so get it all sorted, and you guys have the benefit of this wonderful podcast about Costa Rica. Yeah, indeed. So enjoy it, and uh, we'll see you on the other side. Today I'm talking with Marco Bollinger from iceitravel.org. Marco, welcome to the Indie Travel Podcast. Hi, Craig. Thank you. Happy to be here. So tell us a little bit about yourself and I See I Travel. I am a professional photographer. I shoot a lot of commercial photography. Um, that's the day job. That's kind of where I got started um, doing campaigns for clothing and fashion labels. I've also on the side always been an extremely avid traveler. It's a huge passion. Um, you know, like many people out there, I, I love the new experiences. I love the adventures. I love getting off the beaten track. And um, several years ago, I started feeling like I wanted to give back in some way. And I didn't quite know how. I tried a lot of different ways of doing that. But um, it I always believed that if somehow through my work, I could inspire more people to travel and particularly travel kind of the way that I did, which was, you know, interacting with locals and kind of trying to be aware of impact to some degree. Um, I was no, you know, I was no expert by any means, but it was, you know, just kind of my own ideas of how I wanted to interact with people. Um, and a couple of years ago, I was having a conversation with my now current partner, Aton, about wanting to do this, about wanting to get into the world of using my media marketing skills um, to encourage people to get out there and, you know, have these amazing experiences, interact with other people that, you know, other cultures that might be foreign to them. And, you know, I felt in my heart that if I could, if more people traveled, especially if they traveled in, in, uh, in a way where they were really just interacting with locals from other cultures and countries and communities, the world would be a better place. So that's kind of what I set out to do. And long story short, ICI Travel is basically the way that we have found to do that. Um, it's a new media marketing company that specializes in digital media marketing and strategic media marketing um, basically want to help um, the travel industry kind of especially those involved with you know promoting local things and um, sustainable travel sustainable tourism development um, help them reach more audiences I think a lot of people would be really excited by this but sometimes it's hard to find so the first big project you're doing is in Costa Rica, working with uh, natives of the Osa Peninsula and the issues around the environment and tourism there. What was your first kind of connection with Costa Rica and, and why is this project so important to you? 
Um, I, I visited Costa Rica a couple times um, once growing up with my father. I should mention my my mother's from Peru, so I, I speak Spanish, and, and my father was is a Central Latin American history professor. So he, he was an avid traveler, you know, throughout the 60s. That's how they met. I think it's something that definitely got passed down to me. Um, and when I was in my teens, I went to Central America with him. It was always uh, a very interesting place to me, you know, um, as well as the rest of Latin and Central America. More recently, Eitan and I, as we were trying to figure out how to get more involved in this burgeoning, growing community of people interested in sustainable travel and conscious travel, um, saw a conference in Costa Rica that looked really interesting to us, and we thought it would be a great way to expose ourselves and start meeting some people. And funny enough, as we contacted them, they really got excited about us coming and pitched us on on giving a presentation on social media and uh, and storytelling uh, via, especially in the in the online world and we jumped at the opportunity we we presented during the conference and off we were um, I should mention that Costa Rica is basically the birthplace of what is responsible travel and tourism development, uh, responsible tourism development. So it was a great place for us to start learning. And we realized it was the perfect place for us to not only introduce ourselves into this movement of giving back to the places you visit, you know, and, and being aware of your impact in the places you visit, but, uh, but also, you know, to find a project that we could launch our own organization on and uh, we I mean we sort of stumbled upon it sort of were guided to it um, everybody at this conference was talking about the Osa Peninsula there's an incredible amount of pro political debate going on right now because the government is um, looking to develop the region in much the same way it developed the northern region, um, which is a 20 years ago, the government decided to develop the northern region by putting in an international airport. And they did it in a way that wasn't exactly beneficial in every way possible to the region. Um, there weren't a lot of impact studies done. Um, there wasn't a ton of infrastructure. Um, you know, our project and what we're doing is not about pointing any fingers at anybody. It's simply about being aware of the way things were done 20 years ago and doing it smarter this time around. Um, the Osa Peninsula is a really special place. It's absolutely amazing. I mean, I encourage everybody to go check it out. If you, if you like adventure, if you love nature, this place is so untouched and so gorgeous. I mean, National Geographic just called it the most biologically intense place on Earth. It has 50% of Costa Rica species, and it's this tiny little place half the size of Rhode Island. I think you just hit the nail on the head right there in saying it's beautiful, it's untouched, everyone should go there right now. I mean, that's kind of the issue around responsible tourism and environmental tourism. Everyone wants to go and see these beautiful places, and then they get 
trashed or they get subverted from what they were. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it falls upon us as travelers uh, to be aware of how we affect the places we go. Because ultimately, the travel industry is an 8.5 trillion dollar industry. I mean, that is an astounding number. The problem is that unlike Wall Street or any other industry, it's not a it's not an industry that's that's regulated or or even centralized. Um, there, you know, there is no all-encompassing group that can come in and say, "Hey, this is not okay. We're damaging." Ultimately, it, bec- it comes down to each of us, every single person that travels and loves to travel, to decide to do things in a better way, to perhaps ask some questions about, you know, what the hotel you're staying at does to support local communities, you know, um, maybe perhaps even research, um, because there, there is information out there. There are definitely, you know, there are definitely hotels that do really great work in the communities they're in, and there are hotels that uh, don't, for lack of a better explanation. So 2.5% is a documentary film and photography project that you guys are working on, um, and it focuses on just this, the impact of tourism on the Osa Peninsula. Why 2.5%? What does that mean? So 2.5% refers to the fact that the Osa Peninsula, um, although it's only half the size of Rhode Island, comprises 2.5% of the world's biodiversity. Um, It's kind of an astounding number for for such a tiny little place. It's also, you know, um, the last piece of virgin rainforest on the Pacific coast of Central America. Everything else has been, you know, developed or knocked down or um, just really isn't around anymore. So uh, we wanted to choose, we tried to choose a title that represented um, the, the importance, the magnitude of, of, of this really incredible place. So the full title, I think, is... 2.5% uh, conscious travel in the world's most biologically intense rainforest. But definitely 2.5% is a lot easier, rolls off the tongue better. Yeah, it sure does. It sure does. As part of the creative process, you're working with a whole load of different parties. Can you tell us a little bit about who you're working with there and what they represent? The film... Our initial idea, again, was to start creating films and, and, and content that, uh, you know, really inspired people to get, get out and do some amazing travel, trip, whatever it is. Get out and experience the world. Get out and connect with other cultures, other people. Have some really interesting, unique experiences. Um, we felt that if more people traveled, um, more people did these types of experiences, the world would be a better place. Um, for me, personally speaking, I can say that, you know, my travel experiences have undoubtedly been the most educational moments of my life. I've just really both learned about the world and how it works and, and what goes on, and also about myself and my own 
you know, self-worth and what I can get done um, just by putting myself out there and, 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 you know, seeing what the world has to offer and how it operates outside of, say, where I grew up or what I'm used to. Um, so the film started in that realm. And then we were quickly approached while we were down in Costa Rica at this conference by several organizations that thought, A, that this was a great idea, but were really in need of some interesting, engaging, entertaining content that could also convey the message that they were trying to convey, which was there are some really big political decisions that are going to happen at the end of this year um, regarding this this region in the south and its and its development, um, and and there are very distinct roads that this development could go down, um, and they wanted to kind of educate both Costa Ricans and travelers as to what was going on, and maybe even combat some of the publicity or whatnot information that's out there currently. You know, there's one group that is really vying for a, the cruise ship terminal and the international airport to put, be put in this region, uh, claiming how much you know, um, money and jobs it will bring into the area. Um, unfortunately, if you look at you know, the way the North was developed in the exact same way that they're proposing, Many of those jobs didn't go to the locals. Um, you know, the land has become so expensive in the region that most locals can't afford to purchase uh, any there. Um, you know, we, we have interviews with plenty of people down in that northern region, which we use as a case study, where they can't even afford to eat in the restaurants in their neighborhood because so many of them cater to tourists now. And, you know, so... That is not necessarily a good model for how to develop a location, you know. And, and, you know, then you get into all the other elements of infrastructure, so on and so forth, you know, having trash and recycling and sewage. And, you know, um, the north went from 30,000 people a year to 4.5 million, you know, uh, after the, the airport was put in. Where does all that stuff go? You know, if you don't have um, a system to deal with it, you know, eventually it destroys the place that's there. And that's what, um, that's where the inspiration for this came from. That's kind of, those are some of the partners that are going to be using the film are a lot of these organizations that are trying to promote responsible development in the area like Corcovado Foundation, uh, the Crest Foundation, which is in Washington, D.C., the Center for Responsible Travel, um, several, um, uh, several corporations like uh, Nature Air, uh, a regional airline in Costa Rica that, um, you know, it, it puts a big effort into being sustainable. They, they sell a lot of carbon offsets with their flights. Um, and most recently, we have uh, the Rainforest Alliance um, is supporting the project. That's a, a pretty big one that we just got recently. Uh, we're pretty excited about that. I bet. It's so exciting to have such big names behind the, the release of this film. We wish you all the best. How about you personally? How long have you been thinking through these ideas of tourism, uh, the environment, and sustainability? 
if I can be honest, not that long. Uh, we, I mean, we came up with the idea of wanting to do something like what we're doing uh, probably about two years ago, um, my partner and I. And we spent a lot of time researching and trying to learn, you know, how to get involved. Um, and, and initially, it didn't necessarily have so much to do with the world of conscious travel or responsible tourism development. That's kind of something that as we went, we started to realize that we already believed in these things and there was already a movement that was happening uh, in this realm. And, uh, you know, our first trip uh, together, you know, down to Costa Rica was really about educating ourselves. That was almost a year ago. And um, quite frankly, we were we were relative novices in 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 the, in the whole realm, um, and it was it was really exciting that because of our excitement about the movement and 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 all these players that are in it, we were really embraced by a lot of very prominent organizations and 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 people in in the in that sphere. Um, so I would say that realistically, we, we got deeply involved with it about a year ago, um, and, uh, and started applying some of our skills that we already had, you know, like I said, a lot, we're, we're pretty versed in, in media production and media strategy and marketing strategy. Um, we've been using that to, you know, pay rent in, in the commercial world. Uh, so that was an easy apply for us. The, the harder stuff was to really, you know, do the research and learn what was going on in this community and, and see where we could be of most use, how we could help. Um, and it has slowly come together and we've slowly added team members to ICI Travel. And uh, once we started sharing and showing what we are capable of doing, um, you know, people we were reaching out to decided they wanted to support us and partner with us. Um, and, and it goes from there. Well, to bring it back from the big organizational level down to the normal everyday indie traveler, what's the things or the most important thing that we can be doing to monitor our travel and to make sure that we are being fair and being responsible as we uh, go around the world? There's there's a lot of things, uh, but I, I think one of the easiest and most important um, is simply to interact with locals. You know, um, one of the one of the the biggest issues in in tourism, uh, you know, and development and 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 the problems it causes that a lot of the money that is spent in a location doesn't stay there. Um, you know, if you're going to a resort um, and you never leave the grounds, I mean, that is all money that is going to a corporation and not very, very, very little. I mean, we're talking like 1% might actually make it back to a community. So um, I think I think the most important thing that travelers can do is to make sure that they engage with locals and try to, you know, stay with, um, you know, go on tours with, eat at, you know, wherever it is that you're, you're spent choosing to spend your dollars. And that's, you know, that's the big thing is you have a choice as a traveler. 
you have all the power. Everybody's vying for your money. You're there traveling. You're there to have a great experience. And you can choose to do with your money whatever you want to do. And, and if you choose to spend it with people that you respect, with locals, um, you know, whose families live in that community, um, you, it's really a big impact. And, and I think people would be surprised, um, you know, how far those dollars go, you know, whether you're, you know, buying crafts at the local crafts market or you're eating at a restaurant that's owned by local people. Um, I think the important thing is to try and make sure that the money you're spending to enjoy this place um, stays in that place. And good advice there from Marco Bollinger as we finish up the interview. Unfortunately, we had some technical problems and the last bit of the show was completely and utterly uh, cut off there. But I'd like to encourage you to go to iciitravel.org and take a look at what they're doing and uh, learn more about the Osa Peninsula and this big environmental issue that's shaping up in Costa Rica at the moment. If you'd like to uh, to support the final bit of filming and the distribution of 2.5%, um, they're running a fundraiser on Indiegogo.com at the moment. Um, you can donate money to help fund the rest of the film, and there are some amazing trips there that they've got on offer uh, through their partners, as well as being able to go to the Benefit Concert in New York City, and uh, get digital downloads of the documentary as it's finished up. So go to uh, iciitravel.org and you can see more about what Marco and the team are doing. Uh, there'll be links to that in the show notes at indietravelpodcast.com. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview. Yes, indeed. We've certainly been enjoying Madrid and Toledo. Probably. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying that now before we've gone, but, you know, I'm sure it'll be good. It's totally hot, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> well, we'll tell you all about it when we get back. But until next week, travel well. <laughs>